this episode, we're going to be having our first guest, hopefully of many, many guests, and we're going to be talking about our events with our board member and events coordinator, Christy. Hey, Christy. Hey, Patty. Hey. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> we're happy to have you here. I'm super happy to be here. So with stoked. You weirdos. <laughs> Eating mics with you is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a little awkward because Christy and I are sharing a mic right now, so we'll get a new mic for guests in the future. It's just me and Helena over here hogging my mic. Christy, you started about eight or so years ago, maybe nine now, and you initially came to us as an adopter. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started with Motley Zoo? Okay, I think it was, it's going on 10 years maybe, but one day I was looking at my Facebook messages and my friend Dana sent me this picture of this adorable tiny little black puppy that was pregnant and her name was PJ and she looked exactly like the dog that I already had named Dudley. And she said, look, it's a little Dudley. And I said, oh my God, it's a little Dudley. And then I immediately became obsessed with this little puppy and her story. And the story was Motley Zoo had taken her in from, I think, Eastern Washington. She was like wandering around the streets pregnant, like you guys are waiting for her puppies to be born at that point. So there was a lot of a lot of posts about her pregnancy and following her along. And I was watching like rapidly, like, oh my gosh, I love this puppy. She had her three babies and followed that story. Sadly, she lost one of her babies. I guess she had a pretty difficult birth. Yeah, it's a difficult small. pregnancy. Yeah. yeah, PJ's only six pounds. So I was like stalking constantly. And like I swear the second that she showed up on Pet Finder, I'm like, I want to apply for her I remember Patty telling me later she's like wow I what like we thought we'd have this dog forever (laughs) yeah because she was she was a tiny little chihuahua and the cool thing about her is that she has a mohawk so she had this little mohawk and I cannot for the life of me as hard as I tried to capture that on camera her tiny little mohawk just never showed up and so because we name animals after bands, since I have a love for Pearl Jam, she was named Pearl Jam and the baby we lost was Ledbetter. So you kind so, of, um, yeah, we embraced that. I think the story goes, Patty and Jamie, is that you wanted to do a meet and greet with Pearl Jam. Yes. Yes. No, they disappointed you guys completely and we love them broke my heart eddie no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) but anyway i applied for pj and was super excited to be approved to adopt her and i'll tell you about her name in a second but i have to tell you that when patty walked in with her we met at a petco in tacoma and she had this little dog with like nipples dragging on the floor she looked brown she had dandruff I mean, yeah. she looked horrible and she was so skinny and i'm like is that the dog i'm like look at my daughter and my husband I'm like is that the dog we applied for <laughs> you know is that that doesn't even look like her and it was and whatever fell in love like immediately as they say you know it sounds pretty cliche but it's true but I, not only did i fall in love with pj but i fell in this weird sort of love with patty because she was such a badass. She was such a hard ass. (laughs) Like, I'm like, okay, I think my life's goal from this moment on is to make this woman laugh. 
And so uh, for over 10 years, I've been trying to do that. <laughs> I have a question though. Um, why, why was she dirty? Like, no, what? it's postpartum. Yeah. So when a dog is pregnant and they do not come into our care in good circumstances, oftentimes the mothers are depleted and just giving everything of themselves to their puppies. She was so tiny and she had three babies and corduroy was the biggest little monster. And then crazy Mary was just like her mother and lead better. Yellow lead better. was actually not yellow. He was black. So she had these three little babies and she was so thin herself. Pearl Jam, PJ, she was not in good condition. She already had dandruff. And to get those nutrients into her body while she's giving so much to her babies, Chrissy adopted her almost the minute she was ready. And she hadn't yet, you know, built up reserves, I guess. Well, that sounds more realistic for us because I was going to say we would never hand anybody a dirty a dirty dog. So it's good to explain just a little bit about what really happens and why things might be that way. Yeah, dandruff flakes just don't show up on camera that well. <laughs> just like her mohawk. Exactly. <laughs> no, she wasn't dirty. She was just, you know, like yeah, depleted. She, yeah, yeah, very depleted. Like, and I mean, scared. dry skin. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm glad that even though you met Patty first, that I know you have a deep love for me too. Because <laughs> I was wondering where I was involved and why did you didn't love me the same. But but now I know you just haven't met me yet. So uh, yeah. So but once you met me, then it totally that just solidified it. It's and like having two children, you can love, you love them all the same. Exactly. I'm glad that you came to that event with Edward Carter, and I'm glad that you got involved. And, you know, being an art teacher, you were definitely thinking about how could you contribute to this organization. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the event that you came up with? Yeah, so as an art teacher, I was trying to figure out a way to come involved. So we invented an event called Paint for Paws, and that is a fundraiser where people could sign up to spend a couple hours with us at our studio. The studio is where we would do all of our training and daycare. Not an art studio, but a dog studio. (laughs) People would sign up to paint a portrait of their pet with us at our studio. I would be their guide. I developed a, a Technique. Technique. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A technique of, you know, transferring a photo onto a canvas. And for a $50 donation, you'd spend two to three hours. You could have some wine, have some crackers, cheese, whatever. And um, get to hang out with some cool people. Wine. <laughs> a lot of wine. Did I say wine? <laughs> no, I, you did say it, but I just wanted to emphasize oh, yeah. that was part of my fun. <laughs> But anyway, it became very, very successful. And you'd go home with a finished, awesome portrait of your pet. And people would come in and say, I don't know how to do it. I don't, you know, what do I do? And I was always blown away at the end of every class, like how people's unique visions of their animals would come through. Because, you know, you're you're unique. Your animal's completely unique to you. And so is your art. And 
So we did that for a few years, raised a bunch of money. I am always surprised, too, how unique people's pieces turn out and how cool they are. And even when they think they don't have talent, they always went home happy. I don't think anybody was dissatisfied with what they came up with. And, you know, we included kids, too. As long as they were going to paint, they could come. And it was a very, very successful fundraiser for our organization. And I hope that we can find a facility where we can do that again sometime. Yeah, me too. You came to Motley Zoo because you found PJ. And then you kind of got sucked in by me. (laughs) And And me. The vortex of Patty just sucked on it. But now you are in charge of all of our events. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? What made you want to be Motley Zoo's event coordinator? Why did we give you authority? We didn't. She just thinks she does. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It just kind of (laughs) happened organically as everything does. When you get involved with something like this, you just see a need, some help that needs to be done. So event coordinating just kind of fell in my lap, I guess. I mean, we were doing lots of fun things at that time. Of course, I was really drawn to the music side of it because I'm a huge music fan, but I didn't dare like ever bring up being involved in any of that for years because I didn't feel worthy or I hadn't put in enough time, that type of thing. What was the first backstage meet and greet that you went to with us? I don't know. There's been so many. (laughs) It was Probably, what's that winter, Deck the Hall Ball with the end, maybe something like that. Or maybe it was Pain in the Grass. I don't really remember. I miss Deck the Hall Ball. You, I do too. Yeah, that was fun. I know. So much has changed. You actually said it right. <laughs> you I was concentrating. the Ball Hall. I know. I was like, oh, what's it? <laughs> yeah, pay attention to what I'm saying. Well, if you can't remember the first event that you went to with us, the band Backstage Meet and Greets, what do you think is your favorite one or one of the most memorable or something you you just really are never, ever, ever going to forget? Hmm. That's a pretty, it's a hard one and an easy one because there have been so many good events. I loved last year's Pain in the Grass. That one was really fun. We got to spend some extra quality time with Alice in Chains and everyone in that band with the puppies. But I think the hands-all best one was Marymore Park four or five years ago when Billy Eilish was playing there. Patty and I had met Billy at Deck the Hall Ball actually the year before, and she spent all the time she had with the puppies in that backstage room there. We had a puppy named Billy Eilish. Mm-hmm. And a kitten named Ocean Eyes. Ocean Eyes, yeah. And she walked in, and I just gave her Billy the puppy, and she was like, what? It was something that they'd never seen before, so it made a huge impression on her. And so she went off, did her set, and then came back and just hung out on the couch with puppies until they made her get on the bus and leave. So (laughs) that was fun. So anyway, I met her manager, and then I knew she was coming back to Marymore, so I emailed him and said, hey, dude, you know, we have puppies. And Marymore is such an amazing venue for doing something like this, and every time we go there, we love it. We've had some good experiences there, but it's got this big mansion that the artists stay in. The green rooms are all these old rooms from the mansion, and then there's this private lawn with a gazebo and, and just lots of lounge chairs and grass, so it's a really nice place to hang out. So they invited us to come, and I had a litter of puppies at that point. They were Lucinda Williams puppies, and there were five of them. 
just showed up and then it was a surprise for Billy. So we had them all set up and she came out and was like, oh my God. So we spent the entire day there just hanging out in the grass. And then I got a text from you because I was in New York and oh, you said, I'm hanging out with Eddie. Yeah. And I thought I knew what Eddie meant, but I had to clarify and I was like, Eddie who? And sure enough, who was it? Well, it was PJ's namesake. The person PJ's named after, the famous dog PJ. Yeah, so Eddie Vedder was there with his daughter, Olivia, who's a fan of Billy. And so they came back for a meet and greet and just hung out for a couple hours with the puppies. Oh, I remember one of them took a nice big one right in front of Eddie, who's really cool about it. That was a pretty memorable day, and it turns out that even the last we saw them again in March when they were in town, and all the crew, everyone remembers that day. It was not only for us a great day, it was a great day for her whole family and crew, and she even put a page about it in her book. That was very sweet, and we're still in touch, and we love her. Yeah, and we saw her recently with our Matrix litter, and her... Who ended up adopting Agent Smith? Oh, yeah, her uh, PT, Christina, she fell in love with her. It was like a year ago, almost to the day. Mm. Fell in love with this little puppy that day and wouldn't even leave the pen, just held her and held her. And so she had to finish her tour with Billy. So she came back in July and ended up adopting Agent Smith, who is now Rocky, rock star, little Mm. rock star David Bowie, because it has one blue eye and one brown eye. And she lives in L.A. What? Sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christy, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the other events that we do? We get requests for all sorts of things in the community, for one, like pumpkins in the park in Kirkland. Usually around the summertime, lots of outdoor things are happening and people want to have activities for kids or, you know, it's great exposure. So we try to do as many of those as we can to generate some public outreach. Another thing we always do in the summer is Yappy Hour with our friends over at Sweet Lounge in Bellevue. And we partner with Tito's on that one. And Tito's is a great friend to us. They're very generous. And we just show up at Yappy Hour with some puppies and they have a really beautiful patio and we hang out and talk about what we do. These events are really fun to just meet the public and any of our volunteers are welcome to come share their experience, whether they're fosters or adopters or they volunteer in our daycare and something like that. We do private puppy parties. We did a wedding like yeah. way out. I think it was like in Skagit Valley. It was really fun. We had puppies and kittens and the guests got to hold them and the wedding party did lots of pictures. And I think they even actually came back and adopted from us. Did they? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then if, instead of a favor, they asked for donations or something like that instead of a I don't know how it worked, but they ended up, they hired us to be there and they raised money for us at their wedding at the same time. That was fun to bridal shower, kind of the same thing. We do our music festival circuit every year. Our big one being Pain in the Grass out at White River Amphitheater with KISW. That one's really fun because we have a merch booth where we sell tons of merch and people at Pain in the Grass look for us to be there every year because we actually have collectors that are like, okay, what do you have new this year? And for our t-shirts. Yeah, for our t-shirts. And new designs. And they'll buy them for their kids. It's just, it's great. You know what? The metal community is like so supportive. We love them. 
And we also do backstage stuff there. We did a thing at the Museum of Museums, which is a really cool art museum in downtown Seattle. We brought some cats. That one was really cool because all the artists made different cat, like art. Cat Tower. It was called Cat Towers, yeah. Yeah, and then we got to let the cats go and play on the cat towers at some point. So that was a really cool one, and we're really grateful to them for that. Yeah, and they ended up auctioning off the cat towers and donated the money that was generated to our rescue, which we're very grateful for. What else? Oh, corporate team building events. Those We get requests for those. We'll come hang out for a couple hours with puppies and or kittens and workers come in, take a break, play with some animals. We spread the word. You never know who's going to end up adopting from meeting an animal at one of these events. And so we like to get out there as much as possible. And I would like to say that the corporations make a donation. Everybody makes a donation to have us come there because while, yes, we are a charity, we're working for the animals. And so the animals... They they do their thing, and that helps us raise money for them. So it's very important that people understand that there's a relationship there and that the animals need that support and that we're happy to participate in your cool event. But we need to make sure that that's going to support the animals that you're seeing. Exactly. It says on our contract, the people, we work for free, the humans work for free. By the way, I'm a volunteer. My event planner, I'm a volunteer. I, I it's all volunteer. So the people work for free, but the animals really, really need your donation because they need care. And so, yeah, when we do events like this, your donation really matters. This next month, we're working with Tito's again at the end of cocktail week, Saturday, April 1st. And they're actually setting up a little play area for us to bring some animals and be there for the duration of the day. And they're creating a signature pup tail as well and supporting us that way so you can find us there we're in the works with something fun at bumper shoot this year which we're they're bringing back for its 50th anniversary so we're hoping that you will see us there with some cats it's, it's top secret but it's gonna be cool We should be like, were you still recording? Because that would have been a good outtake. No, Just, you, you know, you we ever have bloopers. Them. We ever have a blooper spiel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to listen to bloopers and Patty's annoying laugh? <laughs> Just here, log on here. I realize that I don't really laugh that much. That's because I'm doing it enough for both of us. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. but it's kind of sad that are I don't Are laugh. you recording this? You should. Yeah, I am. Oh, good. <laughs> No, but see, the thing is, is that you don't laugh loudly. I sneeze loudly and I laugh loudly. Mm. You're just loud. I'm just fucking, yeah, I'm loud. I'm just loud. (laughs) All right. So about laughter, you guys. It's canned laughter. I have a surprise for you. Oh, do you have canned laughter? I have a surprise for you. And you might laugh. Are you ready for it? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? Yes! Are you ready for it? Okay, Taylor. Five years later. Hmm. Meanwhile, Helena's falling asleep. Okay. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, are you ready for it? I'm ready.
Oh shit. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god. That was that was a good that was a good one. Because it's right, still yeah, parody, to surprise you, know? you guys. Um Rocky like a yeah, hurricane. Yeah. My husband Matt and his good friend Sean Daly are the masterminds behind that song. We were talking about needing to spice up the podcast with some music. Yeah. We need a theme song and some intros and outros. So here's another one for you. Matt, we don't have any fucking cougars here. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, might. we might someday. Oh, yeah, we are of that age. Aren't we? <laughs> All right, and and then there's one more because you know podcasts they need you need transitions, you need you know variety, so we can use any of these in upcoming stuff. So that is really awesome because really? that's what I, yeah, because that used to be my ringtone until I lost it. That's awesome. I, okay. I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Matt and Sean. That's, that's a fucking amazing. We need a lyric post. So, so you can hear it. Hmm? A lyric post. Yeah. Okay. You know how like you look up lyrics for songs. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Patty. Thanks for having me today. It's been really, really... It's been real. 
real real here at MZ Studios. <laughs> I had a blast and I can't wait till next time. This podcast's unique, you know, I looked it up on Spotify and it's the only one of its kind. Nobody's doing this shit, so let's do it. We're doing rescue shit. That's what we're doing. We're really glad to have you. And I'm especially glad because it's so rare that all three of us are in a room together. So even if we can't do it, you know, all three of us together, and we have the opportunity for people to call in, for you to call in if you can't make it. It's been enjoyable and we always have a good time together. So, um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the time we have for now. I'm Jamie. I'm Patty. I'm Christy. And we're from Motley Zoo. And this is our podcast, Rescue Shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Rock on, rescue on, people. Word.